hey, I am so jazzed today. Uh, I have a marketing legend in this studio to talk with you today. Uh, he's also one of my best friends, uh, Joe Soto. He has worked with names that you've bought thousands of dollars worth of their books and their programs. Uh, I'm jazzed that he's joining us today. You're not going to want to miss this episode. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. <laughs> hey, Joe, as I said, folks, yeah, wow. I, As I said, I've got a marketing guru and I'm... I'm uh, honored to call you my friend. I thought I'd start out real quick by just saying how we met. Um, you know, we met, uh, did business together, I think probably 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you were you were being coached by an action coach at the time. Uh, we got, I, I still don't remember, you know, to be honest with you, I don't still, I still remember the actual introductions and connections. But the bottom line was we started to do some business together. Uh, it was all great. Uh, Joe's an incredible guy as a person, as well as a, a marketing uh, guru and business business uh, genius. Uh, and so uh, built up a friendship. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we, 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 we fell out of touch. We hadn't talked to each other. And then, bam, uh, I'm I'm in his mastermind group about a year or so ago. So uh, so anyway, Joe, welcome. I, I'm I'm uh, just really privileged uh, to to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Don. I'm glad to be here. So hey, um, just uh, I thought uh, I I I'm wanted to take two approaches here together uh, yeah. in the time that we're together. So one is you know how you got into business for yourself uh, and the business that you are in, and and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about your 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 thoughts on what's going on in the business world how it might impact our audience which is people in franchising mostly consultants brokers uh emerging brand uh, owners so how'd you get into business and and then we'll go from there yeah you know th that's a great question I, I you know it's funny i don't get asked that very often like how did i get into business in general in it, how i got into business in general was um i grew up with uh you know in a in a uh family where my father was working in a grocery store every day. Um, and I saw how his life was kind of dedicated to just serving in that capacity. And I had an uncle who was an entrepreneur hmm. and on my mom's side. And that uncle, um, my mom passed away at a very young age, kind of took it upon himself to make sure he had a you know consistent show up and influence in my life. Um, and when I lost my father at 18, um, my uncle kind of said, listen, I'll, you know, why don't you go to school near me and, you know, you can work for my company and you can kind of learn a little bit about what I do as an entrepreneur. And I saw him working from home office, his home offices. He did have a couple of, uh, um, you know, places where his, his companies were at, but he primarily worked from home. And I just, I saw that at a really early age back in 1992. And I was like, wow, this is kind of what I want to be able to do because I saw he called his own shots. I saw he controlled his own schedule. I saw him mastering sales. And that's what he, the advice he gave me. He said, he said, if there's one thing I can tell you, and he told me this when I was like 19 years old, he said, if you can learn how to sell and market, you will never have to worry about 
of, you know, being in a poor financial situation. Um, and he knew my home life and kind of what I grew up with. And that inspired me. So that's how I got into business. I followed in his footsteps. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so, you know, as you think about it now, you know, years later, I, I, I know your background. You've owned several different kinds of businesses. I know what you're doing today. Uh, and again, we've got a lot of consultants, brokers, career coaches as as our watchers. What do you think it takes to to really be in business for yourself? Yeah. So I think that you have to be resilient. I think, that, you know, resiliency is the number one personal characteristic that can be overlooked, which is just the ability to bounce back and to take on the failures or the the the, the roller coaster ride and be able to still go at it and, and, and with consistency. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I look for that in people that I coach and, and that I'm training to see, do they have, are they resilient? Do they figure yeah. it out? You know, we have a mantra in our household with our children. As you know, we're parents of nine children and I, I'll tell them like, we'll look at them sometimes like, you got to figure it out because that figuring it out builds resiliency in them is, is be, how do you, can you be resourceful? And I think resourcefulness is part of res being resilient. So if you're going to figure it out, you're going to bounce back. You got to be flexible enough to, to go out there and, and, uh, and find a new way. And, you know, we've had ups and downs in our business. We've def I've had, you know, I've had complete pivots and reinventions in business where we went in a yeah. whole different direction. Um, but as an entrepreneur, you've got to be resilient and you've got to be willing to take, you got to be willing to see risks differently. So, you know, I was having a conversation recently where, um, this, uh, kind of want to be entrepreneur said to me, you know, I've, I have a family as well, Joe, but I've always had to work for somebody because I feel like I need to have that security right. um, or I'm putting them at risk. And I says, you know, it's interesting you say that because I felt like going to work for somebody would put them more at risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We used, to, yeah. we used to say, uh, yeah, we used to say, sorry to interrupt you, but we used yeah. to say, how many customers do you have when you have a job? You have one. Yeah. Uh, how many customers do you have when you own your own business? You know, hundreds or whatever it might be. That's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Re revenue sources. In fact, I was going to I was telling this, a similar story where first uh, year I was in business, um, I, I was I was running a seminar and 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 I had like three uh, three different marketing tools that we were going to do. And one of them fell apart in the last like few days. And, uh, you know, in my corporate world, I would have I would have gone over in the corner and cried and, and whined, sucked my thumb as my yeah. as my mentor talked. Charlie Tremendous Jones always talked about. Uh, but instead, what I did is I, I took that same amount of money I was planning on spending. I threw it at one of the other advertisers and we had a great event. And, um, you know, that's that, like you said, bounce back. Um, anybody, uh, you know, you kind of touched on it real briefly, but I don't want to forget the question. That is anybody um, or any advice for anybody considering going into business for themselves? Anybody that you think shouldn't? I mean, just, you know, in your experience, you've seen people went, oh, wow, that guy never should have gone into business. Any thoughts on that? You know, I, I, I don't think you're like a born entrepreneur. Um, so I think that, you know, if you, if you go back to like books, like think and go rich, um, and some of the principles that are shared in, in that type of book, you know, one of the, I think the first, the first principle, the first real chapter is on desire. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I think that ties with ambition. I've met people who have a desire and they want to get into business for themselves, but they don't really have the ambition to see it through. In other words, their levels of where they can be content stop 
earlier than what an entrepreneur has. An entrepreneur yeah. isn't in it to just, I, and most of the ones I've made, I've met that are successful are the ones I want to model after. Let's put it that way. Aren't yeah. in it just for the financial gains. They're yeah. in it for the servitude of it. They, they want to be able to serve other people and have a bigger impact than they could in a job and just serving, as you just said, one person, one client, one customer. Yeah. And so whether you're doing, and I know you're the expert on franchise consulting and franchise development, a franchise broker or a franchise consultant gets to touch many lives. They get they get to help people, um, you know, fulfill a dream of owning their own business, right? Yep. If yep. somebody's looking to buy a franchise, they, you know, I would say, are you are you ambitious enough to see it through? Do you have the resiliency to bounce back when you're going to because you're going to experience some failure? Um, so I I would say somebody who doesn't genuinely have the ambition or, or the aspiration to to impact or, or, um, uh, or go beyond, you know, somebody who isn't willing to push their capabilities and, and see through their potential. And there are plenty of opportunities. Like if somebody says, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of content with X and doing this. I'm happy with that, but it would be nice to have my own business. I would say, you know, that, that nice to have isn't going <laughs> to work. Okay. There's gotta be like this powerful desire and drive in you that, that you know you have that's burning i i always had that for me it was i wanted to um my burning desire was attached to i wanted to have time freedom i wanted to control mm -hmm. my schedule i wanted to be able to like next week decide when i want to go on vacation with my family we're going down to florida for example at the time we're recording this call and i, I if i was working for a, you know somebody else I would have to, you know, schedule that or you know, hopefully get squeeze a couple weeks and if I'm lucky, maybe three weeks a year. Whereas when you're working for yourself, but I have a strong desire to make sure that what I do makes that av available to me. And I think and folks, some, people uh, lack the, that the, some people lack that ambition. Yep. And folks, I can tell you that uh, I've known Joe, known Joe long enough. Um, Joe's not one of these guys who just talks it. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe lives it from the standpoint of his give back. You know, he's he's done a lot for me personally. And uh, and and I know he lives it out, you know, the control of your time. As you said, nine kids. It's like, I, I, you know, how do you do anything? But but the nine kids. But you and Lene have. Uh, have just have just just modeled it, it uh, tremendously. So, um, hey, I want to now. I, I really want to switch switch gears on you yeah. now and and use the word pivot like you did. Um, kind of pivot the the conversation over to marketing. You know, yeah. one of the or lead generation. One of the biggest challenges I think in franchising, and I've been in franchising 22, 23 years. One of the biggest challenges has always been lead generation. You're you're a marketing guru. Um, you you work specifically you work. a lot with 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 solopreneurs. Uh, yeah. as well as you've worked with some of the biggest names in the industry and you should drop some of those names. Um, but what do you think uh, is going on in lead marketing now? You know, what's what's working? What do you think has has uh, kind of been worn out and isn't working anymore? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And it's a big question because there's a lot of things that can work. And I think therein lies some of the challenges we have is that people are getting hit sometimes from different. I'm not a marketing. I, I don't like to use the word guru. But you look at some of the marketing gurus out there that hit you with, you, know, you need to be everywhere all at once. Yeah. And a lot of those people have grown their brands to a point where they can be. They've got sometimes people following around with them with cameras and video and doing all the video editing. And, and so being everywhere online where they're showing up on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn and Twitter and, and everywhere else, 
um, is great. However, for most people, I advise them, you know, don't be a, I'm, I'm on all these platforms. And if someone finds me, it, I, I'm not very present or great on any of them. Find the one, the platform you resonate the, the most with that your audience probably spends a great deal of their time on. And in the broker, consultant, coaching world, um, in, in the world that you live in and I live in where professional service businesses, mm -hmm. solopreneurs, though, I always tell people, if you can start with, you know, LinkedIn and YouTube, because right now those two platforms, um, there's so much opportunity on YouTube, I, I think is still in its infancy. Uh, there's just not enough people. There's companies. There's just not, there's plenty of room for you to stand out on YouTube and get traffic. People that will, uh, you know, see a link that you put in the description and possibly click on it to download your free gift or to book a call with you or to go to your website to see whatever it is that you're offering and your content on YouTube should be um, service driven. Meaning I'm, how can I give somebody valuable information that's going to genuinely help them? So they see me in the light. I'm showcasing the light of an, as an authority and somebody who can give them value and that they might want to pair up with and, and work with or um, hire. Right. So YouTube and LinkedIn is the same way. You can repurpose the YouTube videos onto LinkedIn. You can chop up a video on YouTube and put it on LinkedIn and hire a VA to do that. Um, LinkedIn is LinkedIn. People are using a lot of people are using LinkedIn the wrong way. They use it as a, as a way to spam people in the messages. And that's not the way to do it. You know, I I have a LinkedIn message that my first connection message, if I'm reaching out to someone for the first time, I don't send them links. I don't tell them what I do because they can learn about that on LinkedIn. They can go on the profile and read about what I do. I just simply say, hey, let's let's connect. It looks like we have a lot of shared interests. And if there's anyone in my network that you would like an introduction to, let me know. And the reason why I say that is because that's what LinkedIn is technically for. It's you have a, you have a network and you're there to network and share a network with other people. Yet yeah. we forget that. People go, oh, I'm going to use LinkedIn and generate a lead and I'm going to spam them with my links and tell them what I do. And maybe they'll get excited about my, my program and they'll want to call me. And that's, that might be true, but that's not the way people want to be approached. Imagine if you did that at a, at a live cocktail event or something. Right? Yeah. I've, se I've seen I, that. I've, I've seen, seen a little, here's my website and my card. Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that a clip somewhere on the internet where uh, they show somebody using the techniques that people are trying to use on LinkedIn and they're walking down the street. They stop somebody. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would advise if I was talking to someone, I'd say, don't, don't get hung up on Facebook or Instagram or, or TikTok or, or, you know, Twitter, or, you know, maybe you don't have time for blogging right now, find one or two of these and get good at getting content on those. Now, can you repurpose that content and share the YouTube video on Facebook and on Instagram? Of course, of course, but be, master one or two of these of where your audience is and don't sweat the rest. Cause honestly, at the end of the day, um, those those people, you know, those people's judgment isn't going to matter. Someone's because some people say to me sometimes, Joe, you don't post enough. I mean, I've got a lot of I've got tens of thousands of followers on Facebook. I don't post every day on there. Yeah. Um, I spend my time on LinkedIn and um, and YouTube. And as a result of that, that's turned into a significant amount of revenue that's been generated for me through those two platforms, because I happen to serve a similar audience that your audience serves. Yep. you know yep. um you know yeah, we um one of the things that uh, that I've taught for a long time is is um and we talked about this in our mastermind last year about being consistent then proficient and then master and you can't yeah. do that with how, how many platforms are out there 
Yeah. Um, you, you can't do that with more than one or two platforms. You'll never get to mastery if you're if you're trying to do everything, you know, if you're trying to be everywhere. That's right. And then the other piece I would say to this, Don, is is as you produce content and get it out there, give people a call to action of what to do next. Now that they've heard this from you, they've gotten some value from you. Where, where should they where, where should they go next? Can you send them to a, um, you know, a, a lead magnet? So, for example, I have um, uh, and it might be one that you want to share. I could put it in the in the comments, too. I, I can I can link it in here. It's, it's clientattractionhacks.com. So, for example, that is a um, seven proven ways to earn and capture the attention of your ideal clients. You asked me what's something that we could maybe give and give away. That's a yeah. free training. That's a free training and a guide on there on 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 seven ways to, to get the attention and grab clients. That's something that I would give away at the end of my YouTube video. I would tell people, hey, go to clientattractionhacks.com at the end of a LinkedIn message or. Um, or I'm sorry, a LinkedIn post. Um, if, they, if you like this post, you might like my seven ways to attract new clients. And then and it's free. It's all free. Yes. So I'm not trying yes. to sell them anything on that. And quite honestly, at the end of it, I don't sell them on anything. Right. Um, it just gets them on my list. And that's the most valuable asset anyone listening can build. So face because Facebook and, and YouTube, they own your followers and subscribers, not you, right? Your most right. valuable right. asset you can own. I call it traffic you there's traffic you can own is your yep. email list. There's yep. traffic that you pay for because you can pay for ads on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. There's traffic that you earn, which is organic. I do a post. Don does something on his podcast. People want to follow up with Don and they find one of his, his lead magnets or one of his, his uh, downloads or checklists. And now they get onto his list. That's the most valuable thing you can do when you're doing this content. Be purposeful with it. Now, some people listen, you might say, well, Joe, what if my intention is just to build awareness? That's fine. But every once in a while, sprinkle in something that can drive traffic and build your list as well. I yeah, we've seen tell you how many people I meet and they go, I have no email list. And I'm like, nowadays, that's inexcusable because the yeah. Internet gives us so many great resources um, to to do this. And, and one of them uh, uh, I'll put in the comments here and, and, and we can we can share it in the uh, in the thing is attract.io. I think I can. I can't put it on here, but I will put a link after this show and, and share it. But attract.io allows you to create one of these free lead magnets entirely for free. They don't really, if, if you want something more robust than what they have, they have another product. But attract.io is one of the best free resources I've ever been able to show someone because in a matter of minutes, literally, they can have a checklist or a little case study or some sort of like guide they could give away branded to their business, Don. And it'll allow them to it'll allow you to collect an email and send you the email so you have it in your ass as an asset. And we've talked about this. You're you're giving away some of the secrets that 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 companies charge thousands of dollars yes. for. So uh, this is why, folks, I always love getting with Joe because man, he just shows me this stuff that's going to save me thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they, they, I love free resources like Attract.io. I, I and they a, work, and they really yeah. work. I, mean, I did really a webinar work. one time with a with a group of people I was coaching, and I. I just literally opened up attract.io and I said, watch in, in less than 10 minutes, we're going to create a lead magnet that someone will want to download and give me their email. And then it gives me a link I can share on my social media. And people were like, oh my gosh, I thought this was much harder than that. I thought, thought I had to spend like thousands of dollars on design and have somebody create this for me. I'm like, nope. And people don't realize, I think it's important, Joe, for, for the audience to understand. They go, well, 
you know, I, I love the Facebook thing or I love LinkedIn and, and, but the, but the, the traffic you own is because they change their platforms. They change the rules of the game on all of us. Yeah. And if we're hundred percent dependent on the platform, we're going to be either out of business or we're certainly going to be delayed for months getting back in the rhythm and the sequences that they've set up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we're winding down. Uh, and again, I, I just want to just show my gratitude to you uh, for, for being on uh, with us. Um, I always like to ask one final question, and that is that, is there anything that we haven't talked about, anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share? You think, uh, you know, people would really, really benefit from this final, final thought. Anything like that that you, that you want to share before we wrap? No, I, I think that I, yeah, I, I think that for me, probably the most important thing I can share with people, particularly somebody watching who has a family who has responsibilities beyond themselves, um, is, is to remember that, you know, the most important stuff is, is the people that are around you every day. Right. Um, and so for me, what's kept me grounded or kept it light and kept it more stress-free than some people that I see as peers that are really getting worked up about their business or their ups and downs is that we, you know, we, we, we design our, our uh, business around our life, not the other right. way around. We don't design our, our life and our time around our business. So in other words, you know, I, I, I have non-negotiables and when I stop working so I can be free in the evenings and quite honestly, I'm done by like four o'clock so I can be free. I can free up my wife so she can, if she wants to cook dinner and I want to go play with the kids or vice versa, we have each other to support each other and do that. Um, and so I can make the time for the family that they deserve. And when it's so easy to be like, you know, cause sometimes my kids or my wife will say, do you have work? And the answer is, I always have work. <laughs> so I could always be working. So sometimes she'll say, well, I'm going to go do this with the kids. Do you, you know, do you have work? You want to stay home and work? And I'm like, listen, I can always work. I have plenty to keep my, my plate full. It isn't a matter of, I don't put a lot of deadlines on myself, but I have an ongoing plethora of work to do. So then that's probably everybody here listening. They always feel like I'm always got something to do. So that's always going to be the case. So be the master of your time and your schedule. So that way you're, your, your um, work is, is designed around your, what's important for you for time spent with family, not the other way around. Awesome. Awesome. Words of wisdom, uh, business and personal love ending on the personal stuff. Uh, again, Joe, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me, Don. Mm -hmm.